From a rookie, they trolling, they looking, feeling froggy. No one, my killing, don't push me. How you gon' come for me? Stay at the top of my game, can't fuck with me. You know, when it comes to the game, we don't move the same. I'm who you wanna be. Hard each and every day, never miss a beat. Nah, 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 me. You gon' regret the day you ever stepped to me. Better respect the queen. Everyone's a boss. Everyone's in charge. Everyone got stacks upon stacks of them green and golden bars. Place neatly in the back of their closet, stacked up they free her walls. Be around the prettiest bitches you seen and you'd ever caught. Yeah. Can't pay for features or models, can't even pay for calls. Wanna talk about running the city, but can't even run the malls. Paying with these checks with their mouths, they asses that he taking falls. Make it. 
Sugar the Play will premiere on September 17th at 7 p.m. inside the beautiful John P. Murphy Foundation Theater, located at the TRIC Metro Campus, 2900 Community College Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. For more information, please follow Sugar the Play on Facebook. Brockton is proud to be the city of champions. With a rich sports history, Brockton is the hometown of boxing greats Rocky Marciano and marvelous Marvin Hagler. The city's athletic legacy continues with the success of Brockton High School sports teams. Known for athletic excellence and good sportsmanship, the BHS athletic program was selected as the number one athletic program in Massachusetts by Sports Illustrated. The school's Brockton boxers have been a longtime powerhouse in high school football. In fact, the BHS football program has been regarded as one of the most storied, successful, and dominant high school football programs of all time. The BHS boys soccer team recently won their first state championship in 2017 leading them to be ranked 7th on USA Today's list of top high school soccer teams across the country. These are just some of the many reasons why Brockton is the city of champions. The worst snowfall in its history. A raging blizzard that came in on winds of up to 100 miles an hour, bringing death and destruction to the whole region. What we believe is happening, Carl, is that the president is likely to invoke the Stafford Act here. That's a uh, procedure that was initially started back in the 1970s to deal with national disasters, and it unlocks funding from the federal government for FEMA to respond in localities that have been hardest hit. In this case, the possibility is that you're looking at a national uh, declaration. Of ordered the U.S. Army to go in and do whatever it could to help. A report from Providence centers on the state of emergency declared this morning in Buffalo. Centers, from across Massachusetts uh, were in places like this. They boarded about two dozen buses and then they left from near Springfield, Braintree, and here in Alright, alright. Is everyone here? Ants! Yes, sir! Roaches! Yeah, what of it? Rodents! Let's get this cheese! Alright, come on everyone, settle down, settle down, please! Look, we all know why we're here. We'll be eating like queens when we're through with this. That pantry's finally ours! Nobody can stop us now! Charge! No, no, there's no way! It can't be! It's... It's all gone! 
Old Colony Pest Control. Veteran-owned Massachusetts, Rhode Island-based operation with everything you could dream of for your pest needs. Equipped with top-of-the-line gear to guarantee your home is protected and staying healthy. Phone number is 774-400-5993. Give them a call for the backup you need. Tell them that General Red Revere sent you. They handle anything from ants, roaches, ticks, mosquitoes, rats, and more. No wildlife or termites at this time. Hey, hey, watch it, buddy. We're marching. We're marching. I'm here at the scene of tomorrow's shooting, where a 15-year-old will kill four children, two adults, and then turn the gun on himself. When the shooting starts happening tomorrow, first I'll probably just think it's firecrackers or a car backfiring or something. He told some of us that his dad kept a gun in his closet, and he always talked about using it on, you know, the people that bullied him. Tomorrow I'll probably say that I wish I told someone. You know, after the shooting, we're going to feel pretty bad about picking on him, but... Until then, we'll probably just keep doing it because he's pretty weird. Uh, tomorrow, I'll probably point out that something has seemed off with him since the beginning of the school year. And I'm now joined by the officers who will be the first responders tomorrow. What additional details can you share with us? Well, someone is expected to tell us after the shooting that the shooter has been posting on social media about doing this for weeks. So how will you explain the shooting to your daughter? Actually, I won't get to explain it to her because she won't make it. This is Christine Lynn, reporting from the scene of another shooting. We'll say we never saw coming. This is Vianne Marie, and you're listening to Hoobazoo.com.
All right, your boy says one broadcasted live from the City of Champions. You are listening and watching The Booth. It is 7 p.m. right on the dot. I love it when they do stuff and I get it right on point. And I know I'm looking down at my phone because I'm mid-sharing uh, the show live uh, to all the different pages. And so people who are watching it can see the show. I was actually caught up in a, in a phone call. But I'm here now and just sharing this stuff so I can be able to see you guys talking in the chat. I see Viana Marie already in the chat. I see a few people in the chat already on YouTube. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, a lot of stuff I kind of held over from um, last week. Because um, I got to thank my guests. I had my guest on last week, Arabian Queen. She was on with me last week for the first 10 minutes of the show. Big ups to her. Um, she actually was hanging out with Vianna Marie out in North Attleboro at the Churchwood Gallery event, which was put on by 508 Music. And um, it was a good time. A lot of people out there saw your boy Loco out there. Um, Tati Diaz was out there. We saw BBM was out there. We saw a lot of great artists perform. Um, Gorilla Smooth was out there. Um, I saw a Spanish rapper who rapped Spanglish and stuff. He was pretty fire. I should have got his name. I'm going to have to find out who he was and link up with this guy because his music was friggin' insane. And, you know, there was a lot of people out there. A lot of people out there. Dougie TV, big shout-out to him. If you guys see him on YouTube, um, your boy Local produces his show, Dougie TV, on YouTube. I met him in person last week. Great kid, good stuff. And um, also, again, I got to thank my guests last week, Arabian Queen and... Also last week, because this week was July 4th, a lot of people went away. Today is actually First Tuesday. If you're here tonight and you're expecting to check out Ken Diesel, myself, and R-Squared for First Tuesdays, they actually were on the show last week. And if you weren't watching, shame on you for not watching The Booth last week or any week. Because um, I you know, I get a little ticked off when people come on my, my Facebook page and then they want to come on my page and they want to talk all this mumble jumbo junk about stuff about my posts. And I'm like, well, if you watch the show, my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, all of these things on social media are an extension of the show. Now, there are a lot of people out there who watch this show religiously. When I post something, they're not in my mailbox or inbox and saying, what's up with the vague post or what's up with that? Most of the people get it because they watch the show weekend and week out. You know, a lot of people know I'm pretty fair with the things that I talk about. People know that when I talk about things, you know, I, I give things in detail. I try to teach people stuff. Um, a lot of people sometimes will accuse me of being a know-it-all, and I'm not a know-it-all. I just talk about the things I know about. If I don't know anything, I don't talk about it because I don't want to be out here looking like a fool if I don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's kind of how it is. And I've got some stuff tonight that I really want to talk to that I got to get off my chest because there's some things that 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 I'm up that I'm upset with and, and I'm torn with and I'm and I'm and I'm bothered by it. And um, you know, again, we've had another shooting on July 4th, and you know, last week I predicted on this show I said, you know, you've got these nutcases out there who are doing these things using patriotism 
as a wolf's in sheep clothing. In other words, you've got racists as the wolf hiding behind patriotism as a wolf in sheep's clothing. And I'm going to get into this conversation because this is something that really upset me with a couple of people who are close to me, people who are associates, people I've known for years um, that want to come out. And, you know, I'm going to ask this question during the show. So I'm, I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But again, let's get into my sponsors real quick. Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics, if you have a controller that needs to be fixed. Kevin Jeffries, what's going on? Shoot, I may have to tap you in on this conversation, son. <laughs> I might have to tap you into this conversation, son. Uh, Michael Douglas Barreto, if you need your controller fixed, you want to check it out, get it fixed, send it out to him. Michael Douglas Barreto Electronics. Also, Viana Marie's music is streaming everywhere. Um, you're going to see a new banner tonight. You guys saw the ad before the show kicked off tonight. Y'all saw the brand new ad. August 13th release date for its personal first single, Let's Roll, has already been released. First music video, Let's Roll, been released featuring Hillary Banks. And we've got these events. Events are popping up. Popping up. You already saw. End of the month. In July, last Wednesday in July, we're going to be in West Springfield, the 413 Biker Girls event. Beyond Marie is going to be performing. There's going to be some special guests. And uh, we're going to be holding it down. So make sure to check out her music streaming everywhere. Everywhere. What's up, Dave? Dave Heidke? What's going on? Do you watch the LinkedIn chat? LOL. Yes, Dave. It comes right up. If you're watching the show on LinkedIn, thank you very much. Those LinkedIn analytics is great stuff. Um, and it's more professional page for people to watch me on this network um also my sponsor tactical target systems when i go down to the range and practice for the zombie apocalypse because again my fear is the zombie apocalypse and it may be something else added to this after we discuss this today but uh tactical target systems uh this gentleman here darn robertson he is a retired um los angeles police officer i i've spoken with this guy many times on different occasions i would love to get darn robertson on this show, um, Don Robertson was involved with a lot of cases out there in L.A. Um, he's He's got a lot of great stories. It is it is unbelievable stuff to hear the stories that this man talks about. Um, he was involved in undercover within the prisons, and he dealt with white supremacists and stuff, and that's a whole other topic we're going to be talking about. But it's a good thing. Dave, what's going on? He says you're the best. Uh, Felicia Damon is our last winner I've posted in regards to a Boston, I love Boston sports shirt. Good stuff. Old Colony Pest Control. As you know, on Hoobazoo Network here, we support our veterans. Carl Bunnell is a veteran-owned residential commercial business. Old Colony Pest Control. 774-400-5993. If you need any pests removed from your home, reach out to this guy. He's licensed, he's insured, and he is a veteran. So we want to make sure we support our veterans and keep them fed, you know, because sometimes our government don't help them the way that they should help them. So, again, Carl Bunnell, veteran-owned, old colony pest control. Let them know you saw it here. And he's booming. He's been doing good things, been doing good things. So let's get into the news booth. News booth. And this is where we're going to get into this. I'm just going to warn you all right now. We're going to get into this uncomfortable discussion right here because prior to july 4th i had a, a, a weird feeling that something was going to happen that that something was going to take place and i was so worried that things were going to happen who would have thought that it would happen right here in the city of boston on july 4th weekend um 
and it's funny because I, I should have got the picture and, and showed you guys the picture. Um, there was a picture from a newspaper posted on the Brockton Hub. It's been circulating all over the internet. And it is, it is a picture of a wolf. And this picture of the wolf says racism. It's a black wolf and it says racism. On the back of the black wolf, there's a, a sheep, a sheepskin. And it says patriotism. And somebody shared it. And I said, you know something? In this day and age right now, in this climate that we're in, that is a very thought-provoking picture. And, you know, I got it. I understood exactly what the picture is saying about today's climate. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of friends of mine who are white, white males, um, they got super defensive over this photo. Super, super defensive. A lot of my white friends. Um, and they, you know, they started getting angry about it. And I said, well, think about this. This is what the photo is saying. The photo is saying that there are wolves in sheep's clothing right now. It's not saying that all people who believe in patriotism are racist. The picture is saying that at this time, there are people out there. So this person, a close friend of mine, I've known him for years, Dave Heike. Dave, you had the website inbrockton.com. This person was on in Brockton. We went back and back and forth. And um, Kevin Jeffries, what's up? He said, the NWO Wolf Pack. What? What? If you're tuning in today, nobody's got the drip like this today. NWO Wolf Pack. Buff Bagwell. I got to get that centered. I gotta get that centered. I gotta I gotta learn my opposites for being on camera. Look at that. <laughs> and yeah, the Punisher shirt. I'm I'm upset that Marvel is changing the Punisher logo because of these nitwits, but they are. This is the original Punisher logo from Marvel. Um But again, let me get back into this conversation. So um this picture was posted. And I kind of went back and forth. It kind of got heated with a couple of close personal people, white friends of mine. Um, and one person got to the point where they said, oh, man, I had a lot of respect for you, this and that and this and that. And and all of a sudden, you know, you, you calling out this racist stuff and this and that and this and that. And it made me start thinking about some of my white friends. I've always been black. I've always been your black friend. Always. I've always been your black associate. I've always done business with you. I've always been that black guy who's hung out with you. I didn't change. I didn't change. Nothing changed about me. Now I feel like sometimes I feel like the problem is, is that I'm not the black Uncle Tom friend that you thought I was. Is that the issue? Because some of these guys, they the way they came at me, you know, one person, we went back and forth and I tried to explain to them. The whole purpose of the picture is is that right now we have these groups of militias who are out there operating under the allure of patriotism. If you don't believe this, if you think this is false, and this is what before what happened here in Boston on Saturday, this person who I knew for years, you know, he went back and forth and he says, you're wrong. Patriots are this. And I, I know what patriots are. I'm a, I'm a patriots fan. 
I know the history of Patriots. I know what happened in 1776. I grew up a history nut in school. I used to love it every summer when they used to show us the movie 1776. So I know all about the Patriots and what Patriots are. In R Squared on this show, he said that these nitwits, these militias who are hiding behind the allure of patriotism, are not patriots. They're not true patriots. So we went back and forth and back and forth. And I said, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about. So every time I asked them, do they exist? Every time I ask a few of my white friends, do these groups exist? You know what they do? They do this, and, and, and excuse my language, they do this bullshit thing where they, where, they, where they fucking deflect. And all of a sudden it turns into, well, BLM and this and that. And then my, look, look, first of all, I don't ever mention BLM on my show. I don't even talk about BLM. I wasn't even a fan of BLM. I had a weird feeling about BLM. And what did I find out later on? What did we all find out about BLM? BLM... The, the highest people took money and bought houses and elaborate cars and all that other stuff. Money that's supposed to help us. You're supposed to be helping your own community and you rob from us. That's BLM. That's what happened with, with some of the top organizers of BLM. The money that they took in and people bled. You all took that money and did us wrong. And that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother topic when you have black people who get to a position where they're high and supposed to be respected, and then they turn around and they rob from their own. BLM is one of them. There was During COVID, there were six NBA players, six NBA players who took COVID money and set up insurance accounts for inner city families and stole their money. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy. That's a whole different show, a whole different attitude, a whole different episode to touch on. That I'm going to save that one. I'm going to table that one because I need to get on this one right here and I need to stay on this one. So it bothers me that I have a lot of white friends out there who can't admit, who can't say that there are militia groups out there operating under the allure of patriotism. And then they want to make you look bad. And, and when you try to call these groups out as racist, then they say, oh, Keith, you're unpatriotic. Just leave the country. What the, what the F are you talking about, bro? I went back and forth with this friend who I've known for years. Years I've known this person for years. And then guess what happens on Saturday? What happens on Saturday? Over 100 members of the Patriot Front came to Massachusetts. If you're unfamiliar with who the Patriot Front is, these are the guys who walked around Idaho and got caught in the back of a U-Haul because they were going to do some violent protest at Gay Pride two weeks ago. 31 of their members was caught. And what did I talk about in this show? The fact that these 31 people were bailed out of jail by an anonymous source. That's the scary part there. Who put up the bail money for these 31 men to get out of jail in Idaho and now show up here in Boston where they attacked one black man outside the back Bay station in Copley square this weekend, marching around with your white mask. And some people say, Oh, they're, they're cowards. They're this and they're that. But I saw one woman today. Viana actually showed me a woman today and said, you know why they was wearing white masks. They're this generation's KKK. And I started to look at this group, the white, the white supremacist group. They're, they're white supremacists. They, they say they are. 
and you look at their emblem. Their emblem is KKK. When you look at their emblem, it's three Ks, two white Ks with one black K in the middle. And then their whole slogan is Reclaim America. Now they walked, these nitwits walked the Freedom Trail with 1776 on their shirts, walked around with their flags with the 13 stars. 13 stars, walked around with their 13 stars and marched up the Freedom Trail in downtown Boston like they were patriots with a drummer and all this crap. Yo, look, 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 look. Patriot Front, you ain't patriots. You ain't patriots. You're cowards hiding behind hate and using the veil of patriotism to promote your hate. You guys are the wolf in sheep's clothing. These are the people that I was talking about. So why is it so hard? It's right here. It's in front of your face. So why is it so hard for some of the closest white friends that I have to admit that this is out here, that this exists? Why is it when I ask you an effing question, you want to deflect and go all the way back to Obama? Well, when Obama, no, I'm not talking about Obama, bro. bro. I'm talking about now. I'm talking about now. I'm not talking about when Obama. I'm talking about now. I'm talking about why are these guys here now? We know why they're here now. Because unfortunately for four years, Trump gave these nitwits a voice. We talked about it on this show and I can say it. When Trump ran, the one thing we talked about on this show was that the white supremacists were at his rallies openly. It wasn't until October when they realized, hey, we may win this ish. <laughs> we may win this. It was October when Trump's people said, hey, you guys can't be here anymore. We, we, trying, we trying to win this election. You guys can't be out here with your Confederate flags and all this crazy stuff on the Trump. But guess what happened? That was too late. When they did that in October, it was too late. They already had a voice. From May to October, their status grew. They had a voice. The silent majority was no longer silent. And we saw it. As soon as Trump got into office, this group that you see right here in this picture, the Patriot Front, they started in North Carolina from the group of men. Remember the group of men when Trump got in and they had the torches? All those white men with torches? That is when the Patriot Front was born. Sheer hate. Hate. Just as I found out this weekend, a part of history that I didn't even know about. Wilmington, North Carolina. I didn't even know the history of Wilmington, North Carolina. Wilmington, North Carolina is like Black Wall Street story. Wilmington, North Carolina was a black community. Had barbershops, car repair shops, banks. And then one day, a mob of white supremacists came in and wiped out three to 500 people in this town and then put their own place in the government. This town had its own biracial government. It had a mixed race of government running. They came in, killed everybody there, and took the whole town over. And it took five years before the Democrats and black people could go back there and get that county back. I never even knew that story.
another story that was never told to us. So again, if you're out there and if and if and if you're white and you say to me, oh, bro, and you and you try to deflect and you just can't answer the question, then guess what? I guess we're not friends. I guess we're not associates. I guess I don't need to fuck with you anymore. And I hate to put it blunt, but I gotta put it blunt. I had a well-known prominent Brockton businessman mad at me about something and turned around and he had the nerve to say, if the civil war started today, I'd be on the other side. Oh, really? That's, that's how you feel? Really? You, you, you telling me that? Someone I did business with and supported their business for years. Guess what? I don't go to his business at all. At all. He does a fundraiser every year at Christmas time for kids. I don't support at all. Cause you fake. You fake. You fake. So I got Kevin Jeffries. Sorry guys, I, I'm on a I'm on a tangent here. I see the chat is buzzing because I'm on a I'm on a rant. Uh, Kevin Jeffries says, "How do we legislate hate?" That's a question. We do. We do have things in place to legislate hate. We do. Uh, what happened here in Boston? You having a right? You have a right to assemble, unfortunately, and they have they have every right to assemble. And they chose Boston for a reason because they knew it was two years we haven't had the Esplanade. They knew Boston was a place to come because Patriot Front is their name, and the Patriots started here in 1776, and it's all around July 4th. And I was worried about this crap. You know, they came here, they rolled the tea, and all this stuff. And um, it is crazy. Um, Kevin Jeffrey says, white people are not from this country either. I hate when someone say, leave this country and go back to Africa. Dave says, that's correct, Kevin. We're the immigrants. We're all, yeah, we're all immigrants here. You know, if, if whenever they say that, the, the Indians need to just jump up and be, just slap, just slap the shit out of us. <laughs> but this is, this is some stuff, man. This is some stuff. You know, I moved to Brockton in 78. You know, I was one of few black kids in this area. So a lot of people I grew up with were white, you know, and became friends, was white for long, you know, a lot of white friends for a long time, you know, and then when black kids started moving in, you know, to Brockton in the 80s and in, in late 80s and 90s, you know, I've been around white kids. So I was, you know, my dad had me cultured. So when the, a lot of the black kids started moving from Boston, I couldn't hang with a lot of black kids in the 80s and 90s. Why? Because I was a white boy. I was a white boy. I was going to see Motley Crue in concert. I was going to see this group in concert. I was going to see that group. Ah, Keith, I ain't hang with Keith. That's a white boy. You know? So I, I've seen it from both sides. I've seen ignorance from both sides. So don't come at me and try to deflect when I ask you a question and you're a friend of mine. If you, if you can't support and, and admit that these are groups are out here hiding behind patriotism, which to me... Anybody who's in the military who knows about real, true patriotism, and I know Dave. Dave's looking at that picture. You know, Dave's like this. It's sick. It, there's no, there's no reason for it. It's sickening to hide behind true patriotism. Because I can tell you right now, some of these guys probably wouldn't even be able to handle going overseas and fighting a war. They're fake. They're fake. And, and, and unfortunately, there are some who have been in the military. They're in some of these groups. We, we, we've already talked about that on this show, but. It's crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. And all I got to say is if you're one of my white friends and you're watching this show tonight, answer the question. Do they exist or do they not exist? And stop 
deflects. Don't deflect. Don't come to me and say, but this and but that and but this person and that person. Don't deflect. Just answer the question I posed to you. Answer. Answer. You know? Um, Dave says, well, Kevin. Yes, it is. It is. And then and their symbol, Dave, their symbol is KKK. Um, if you guys look up Patriot Front and you look up their flag that they have that says Reclaim America with the 13 American stars, um, it's a it's three K's. It's a it's a three K symbol. Um so it's it's very interesting. Um the feds are now probing into this with Michelle Wu and the Boston Police Department. Um they said the majority of the plates came as far as Texas. So a lot of these guys, they these these nitwits they drove up here. And I gotta be careful. I got I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared. I mean I wanna speak my mind, I wanna say my stuff, but I don't know who's watching my podcast. I don't know who's gonna be rolling up on me when I'm out somewhere. You know, I'm kind of a flashy guy. <laughs> I'm a flashy guy, <laughs> you know, and I'm too nice. That's my other problem. I'm, I'm too damn nice. If I was like, look, if I was a civil rights leader, if I was a civil rights leader, what's up? Oh, sweatshop beats. My man. Old school. L Bean. Dropping them beats. What's up, son? Man, everybody's out here. But again, I'm flashy, bro. And I'm too friendly. I'm too friendly when I'm out. I mean, when I'm out, when I'm out and I'm managing Viana Marie, it's funny because when I'm out and I'm managing Viana Marie, a lot of people are like, yo, that dude looks mean. He don't he don't trust nobody. <laughs> Cause I'm on my business. I'm a manager. And if you guys weren't such knuckleheads, I wouldn't have to look mean. That means I'm doing my job. That means I'm keeping your asses in check from from not from being ignorant and inconsiderate to female artists. It's not. It's nice. I'm not gonna lie. It's nice to go and manage a female artist at a show and not have to, you know, and not have to put these people. <laughs> he said, "Watch out for pasty white guys in Doctor Who shirts." <laughs> oh man, man, L Bean. Get me some beats, man. I heard I heard you was making music again. I, I actually ran into somebody who knows you and said that you were still dabbling in the beats. And time has passed, so I know your beat selection has got to be sick with it, crazy with it. I know it's got to be insane. Um, let me get back into this show, though. Um, but I had I had to go on this rant. I'm, yo, I'm, I'm like sweating. I'm sweating under these lights. In my own home studio, and I'm sweating under the lights right now. <laughs> Um, Highland Park, July 4th shooting. We are now up to seven dead. Seven dead. Gunman fired 70 rounds. Um, he has been planning the assault for weeks. Now, here it is, people. I'm going to get into this one, too. Um, here's another guy. It looks like, number one, looks like he bought his own rifles. Number two, his social media was littered with all types of red flags for almost two years. So now we have the last four shooters. The last four shooters. If you had added, and now with this new bill being passed, this bipartisan bill passed, social media is now part of background checks when buying a firearm. I applaud that. And it should be, and it should have been that way 
a long time ago, but it 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 didn't come soon enough. If they had checked this man's social media, he would have never been able to buy a rifle. Never. Never. Now, here's what pisses me off about the social media thing. The last three shooters, horrific shootings, all three, social media, they would have never have been able to purchase a firearm. Period. Period. Um... The problem is, is that there's ways around making fake pages or whatever. The problem is, is this. The things that are being posted by these people on social media, on YouTube, on Discord. Discord is a private chat. It's a private server. So I can get why they can do what they do on Discord and get away with it because it's it's a private server. It's, it's, not, like, it's not like Facebook. But he had stuff on YouTube. He had stuff on Facebook. The problem here is that I've seen people in Facebook jail for less shit. For less shit. I've seen people with crappy opinions get put in the Facebook jail for 30, 60, 90 days. How the, how the hell does some of these things these shooters are posting not get picked up by these, these bots? These bots on the sites that monitor what you say on social media, they pick up everything else. I've, I've had a bot pick up something from eight years ago. And I submit my dispute and I win. But it's from eight years ago. So, so you know, it's interesting. Um, Dave says, not enough manpower to do that before the purchase. Um, I, 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 think, I think when it comes to checking social media, I hate to say this, but... I think the feds are going to be involved with that. I don't think it's going to come down to the. I don't think it's going to come down to the stores. I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think the feds and the social media companies have to come up with a better way for monitoring what people put up on their social media, and it definitely has to red flag and and go somewhere. So when. They do run that background check in the store when you're buying a firearm and you're standing there waiting for that five or ten minutes. Something's got to pop up and just be like, it, it has to. It, it has to. Something has to be done. And I, and I get it, Dave. You're right. H how are they going to do that, number one? Because people can set up fake accounts. But now, you know, a lot of, a lot of people can't set up fake accounts now because they, they back, like Facebook, they back check your name and things of that sort. So... It's going to get real interesting because now they, they can check your, your social media on the background checks. Uh, Dave says we have background checks now, but they don't do them. So so for the one in Buffalo, um, the problem with Buffalo is, is that school records. Yes, the bots look for keywords. Exactly. The, pro the problem with this also is, is school records. Uh, two of the shooters, two of the shooters, Uvalde and Buffalo, if they were able to access school records, those two boys would have never gotten their license to carry, number one, and they would have never been able to buy. But unfortunately, school records across the country, school records cannot be checked. They can't be background checked. They're locked. They're protected unless you unless you have a court order. Um, my feeling is, is it's time to screw, say screw that. It's, school records should be available on background checks. And some are going to say, well, you know, people are young. People do stupid things when they're in school, blah, 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 blah. 
I get it. Yeah, I get it. But the kid in Buffalo, he had already talked about shooting up his school. And he went and seen the school psychiatrist for it. Guess what? If they were able to have access to those school records, guess what? He would have never got a license to carry. He would have never been able to buy a firearm in Buffalo. You're right, Dave. Dave said, Dave, yeah, right, Dave. You would have to change juvenile justice procedures. You're right. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole change. It's a whole change, but it has to be done. It, I, I think it has to be done. I think school records are crucial to people who buy firearms. There's too many. When we go back, when we go back, there's too many shootings, mass shootings. We've had adults who were mass shooters, and guess what? If you had had access to their school records, they probably wouldn't have gotten a firearm. And, and look, we can let the little stuff go. You know, if you was bullying somebody for their lunch money, okay, I get it. You was bullying somebody for your lunch money. That's not, that's not going to keep you from getting <laughs> a license to carry. But if we go into your school records and we see that you was mutilating cats and things of that sort and and, and threatening the to hurt people, threatening if 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 threatening bodily harm, you're done. You can't get a license. I'm sorry. You know, it's the same with the Corey. I do use sports. If you're a sex offender and you come up on the Corey, guess what? You can't coach. You can't coach. It should be the same. It should be the same. School records should come up in in in, in background checks for purchasing a firearm. Um, he says, I think they should be able to report certain things with juvenile records. Violent tendency at the school shrink would be one of them. And, it, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, Dave, that they're protected and they're sealed. It's unfortunate, but it's it's got to change. It's got to change. So this bill that's out there, I don't think school records was added, but I do know social media was added. Um, let me move on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. <laughs> fired up. Um, oh, the shooter was caught and now the shooter yesterday was a, was a, a person of interest. Uh, today he's been charged. They've got video. They've got video of him shooting. They've got video of him dressed up like a woman to, to, to escape the scene. He actually sh shot people and then he mingled in with the crowd dressed up as a woman. Um, somebody good enough saw his vehicle and now they're going to track him because he paid tolls to get to where he had to go. <laughs> so, oh, man, he's he's hurting. So um, one thing I did notice, um, the chief of that police department, oh, he was not, <laughs> he was not messing up like the Uvalde police chief. Oh, hell no. I saw the chief of police in, in, in this shooting. He was like, I'm not saying anything until we get all the facts and all the information until we can look it over. And then when we're ready to release it, we'll let you know. <laughs> I'm sure every police department across the nation. Cause I saw the Uvalde police chiefs first press conference after that shooting. And I'm like, they killed him. The press killed him. He didn't have his info and he's hiding something. And sure enough, he was hiding something. And he's, he's done. He had to actually step down from city council. He was running for city council. He stepped down like I predicted. Um, the blood of those kids are on his hands. The chief of police hands in Uvalde. Um, EVs. I got to talk a lot about EVs here because this thing with Elon Musk is getting pretty hilarious. Um, a lot of people out there 
we're talking about electric vehicles and we're talking about Biden pushing this whole thing to force people. It's not Joe Biden people. It has, it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. It has to do with fact that in 2035, there's like 11 to 12 countries who signed this agreement to no longer sell fossil fuel engines, combustion, combustion engines. In 2035, we have to be compliant. All of these countries, we all have to be compliant. The only way that we can be compliant by 2035 is we have to have the market going. We have to have things in the showroom. Dave just said he got a Tesla. Tesla's great. Tesla's been... But here's the problem. Elon Musk and his ego, he's been too busy trying to buy Twitter. He's been too busy with his SpaceX program. And let's get into this right now. Right now. BMW, the i3, that's their electric car. That car is fire. They just opened two new electric car plants in China to start their production so they'll be compliant. Hyundai. Now, I drove my job, purchased two Ionics. EV Ionics self-driving. That car is fire. Fire. Now, Kia has the EV6. It's an SUV crossover. It's also an EV. Prices for these vehicles are coming in thirty-five to fifty thousand. So the prices, it's reasonable. Um, Ford and GM just announced they're going all in on electric cars. Um, they're going to be looking for techs versus mechanics. Guys going to be having to look to you know to do these things that are much much different. There's no more engine. You know, it's just a battery pack. Um, some of these new vehicles coming out, there's no longer a power plant because they're putting the traction motors right on the wheels so there's no axles now y your traction motor will just go right on your wheel it's insane so just i'm i'm in the, i'm in the business i'm in transportation i can tell you what's coming um the job are gonna change it's gonna change fedex has just added another 150 vehicles from bright drop um electric vehicles fedex is in the process of changing over their network um cattle Cattle is the maker of EV batteries. Um, they have just announced they've got a battery right now that's about to start production that will last 620 miles. That's three times what Tesla is offering. Um, the Li Auto One, which you see pictured here, has a 520 mile battery. Now, while Elon Musk is already running around and doing all this crazy stuff, Elon Musk is not paying attention to the competition. Here's the problem. A Tesla is nice. It's super It's super nice. I, I'm I was real close to buying one, but I've been paying attention to these EVs that are coming up and coming out. And Elon Musk's ego, he hasn't been paying attention to the competition. Hyundai just stole every friggin' auto award out there. Everybody is out there, and it's it is insane. Um, Sweatshop Beat says sixty car sixty k for a car means most black people will not be in compliance. The consumers don't have to be in compliance. Compliance, you can still you're going to still be able to own a car. the The process here is dealerships and manufacturers first. What's going to happen is is the options to purchase an EV grants. I'm telling you, 
the price, the 60K for an EV is coming down. I'm just letting you know. The more cars that hit this market, you're going to see a price drop. And as this story says here, JP Morgan. Now, this story says a lot more than what people realize. JP Morgan is stating that the price target for Tesla and shares could fall more than 40%. Why? Because COVID has hurt deliveries on the Tesla. And sales are way down for Tesla. The reason why you want to pay attention to JP Morgan and why they are being very vocal in this, um, analyst Ryan Brickman, is because JP Morgan is the majority shareholder who provided and loaned Elon Musk the most money to purchase Twitter. Guess what, people? The sale of Twitter still hasn't gone down. So this money that Elon Musk borrowed because he wasn't fully liquid enough to buy Twitter, he had to borrow. Guess what? He's got to pay JP Morgan back that money that he borrowed. And guess what? If he's not paying it back right now because the sale hasn't gone through, interest is collecting. So now, as we're sitting here and we're doing this, JP Morgan is now throwing shots at Elon Musk and Tesla. Why? Because I'm telling you why. Because they're letting you know we here. We want our money, bro. <laughs> and we're going to collect. And JP Morgan would be more than happy to snatch up Tesla right from him if he don't get this deal done with Twitter and don't start paying them back. Trust me. Trust me. Hyundai, yo, Hyundai is killing it. Hyundai, yo, Hyundai's about to do what they did to all the three companies. Remember? Remember when Hyundai and Kia came out here? Remember? Gas prices was high. Everybody was transitioning from, you know, big giant Cadillacs and all these cars. Remember? Y'all remember? And then all of a sudden, Hyundai dropped that $3,000 Coke can. Remember? And you remember a lot of girls, a lot of women, a lot of hotties had the Hyundai when they first came out. It was three grand. You know, that was a single mom car. Remember that? You, don't, don't lie, fellas. Don't lie. Don't lie. When you was dating single moms back in the day, what were they driving? A Hyundai. <laughs> most of the chicks, most of the honeys had Hyundais. Because that was the single mom car. Where else was you going to get in a brand new car with a with an with a eight-year warranty for three grand? Facts. Facts. Single moms put Hyundai on the map. Then the Kia came and was a little bit more sportier. A couple of dudes was jumping on Kias. But Hyundai was the single mom car. Car seat in the back. <laughs> Cheap on gas. Groceries in the trunk. It's just me and my it's just me and my kids in this car. <laughs> single moms would and then they and then they would get the, the they would the single mom would get the windows tinted and put everything into a system. So you're driving around this three thousand dollar tin can Hyundai <laughs> with an eight-year warranty with a booming system <laughs> and dudes trying to holler at you at the red light. It was, it was, Hyundai was cheap, because yeah, because everybody was on, the, was on Japan, it was either Nissan and Toyotas, but some people still couldn't even afford those, so they, they jumped, everybody, everybody jumped on the Hyundais, and when they started tricking Hyundais out, when they found out that they could start sporting Hyundais out, oh, it was a wrap, it was a wrap, that was the Hoodmobile, Hyundai turned into the Hoodmobile, you was, you was 
Checking them out like no tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. 743, legal booth. Got to get into the legal booth here. Um, Boston couple is suing Brigham and Women's Hospital. They had a baby. Their baby died during birth. And um, the baby was left amongst the, the sheets, the, the soiled sheets from the, from the birth. And somebody not paying attention threw their baby out, their dead baby out. <laughs> Sad. They threw the baby out. And um, they're, they're suing. They're suing. I'm chuckling because Dave Heideke's, uh, his his thing just popped up and said, for the price of Toyota, you could buy two Hyundais. Remember? Yep. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember it was three grand. It was three. And then Hyundai had a, I think, I think Hyundai had a hell of a deal too. I think Hyundai had, if you bought like a brand new Hyundai at 3000, um, they was doing like either $500 or for a trade-in push pull. It was, what was it? It was a push pull of tow, $500 trade-in. And you got you got a you got a you got a three thousand dollar brand new Hyundai, and you had babies, mamas, just literally having boys having them having dudes they knew push cars to, to lots and get that five hundred dollars to put towards a new Hyundai, <laughs> for real. But yeah, this is a sad story. Brigham and Women's Hospital. Uh, somebody who cleaned the room was unaware that the baby was in the in the soiled linen, and they threw the linen out, and um, they're they're suing, they're suing, and they're gonna get paid. They're going to get paid. Um, big ups to my man, Governor Baker. Big props. Um, last week, Texas had announced that if you were to leave Texas and go to another state for an abortion, Texas was going to deputize people to go to the states where people go to get an abortion and arrest them. <laughs> Think about this. You live in Texas. We have a story right now in Ohio. Kevin Jeffrey's hometown in Ohio. There's a 10-year-old girl raped by a family member. She's pregnant right now. 10-year-old girl pregnant right now. She's leaving the state of Ohio. She's leaving the state of Ohio to go get an abortion because it's illegal there. And now everybody's up in arms. But like like Governor Baker said, let them come here. Let them come here. You know why? Because all you people who are against this, women have their rights, their bodies, their right. And all I got to say is sit down, sit down, sit down. They're coming. They're coming to other states. And if you try to arrest them in these states, these states are going to protect them. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> uh, Supreme Court Judge Clarence Thomas he was just involved with overturning the historic Roe versus Wade. And then this man turns around and mentions that they should also overturn the landmark rulings that legalize birth control. Again, women's rights and same sex marriages. But let's put something else in here because this NBC news left this out. The other one, too, he was going after that he was going to take away was, was interracial marriage. The man who's married to Ginny Thomas, a white woman. Man. Man. Stop doing that! Stop! Stop it, Clarence. Stop it. We in the entertainment booth. 
Uh, serial fiction podcasts are the next big thing coming to TVs and streaming sites. For those who don't watch things like my show, podcasts, um, these serial fiction podcasts, these are podcasts that are like old school radio shows. They're, they're movies or TV shows, but they're in the podcast. You listen to them. Well, guess what happened here? <coughs> Hollywood has now looked at some of these numbers that these serial podcasts are doing. So like so like Law & Order, uh, the producers and stuff of Law & Order have been producing these podcasts that are completely different from the Law & Order genre. Like this one here I'm showing, Doc Woods, which is from the guys of Law & Order, the group from Law & Order. Um, they're, they're pulling up big podcast numbers. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Doc Woods podcast has knocked Joe Rogan from the, from the top of the Spotify list, if I'm not mistaken. When that happens, people take notice because that means, guess what? That means you can make money from it. So what's happening is, is Hollywood is now looking at taking some of these serial fictional podcasts and bringing them to TV. That's easy work. The podcast is created. Your, your storyline... All that is all done. You just have to put a visual on it. That's just lazy <laughs> production right there. But they're going to make it work. Think about it. If, you, if you've got a podcast, a serial podcast that has 300 million listeners. <coughs> if that even translates into 1 or 2 million on a streaming site or on a TV network during non... That's, it's a win-win. So win win. So th this is the next big thing, people. Remember, you heard it here first. Podcasts, fictional dramas becoming TV and streaming shows. You heard it here on the booth. Uh, let's see here. Getting into the sports booth. <laughs> sports booth. Brittany Griner is keeping the faith. She's still in Russia. She had her court case on July 1st. And she's now written a letter to President Joe Biden. And, I, and here's another one. You know, somebody said, well, you know, during the WNBA games, you know, she she refused to come out during the National Anthem and um, she stayed in the locker room. So how's it feel being locked up in Russia now? Huh? I, of course, it's a white guy that said that. Of course. Of course. I had to respond and say, well, guess what? She lives in America, where she is an American, where she has her freedom of speech to stay in the locker room during the National Anthem. She has freedom here for that. So when you say, how does it feel to be in Russian? You sound stupid, bro. <coughs> These people sound stupid. Now, Brittany has written a letter to President Joe Biden. I'm upset that President Joe Biden hasn't even reached out to her or her attorneys or anybody of that sort. I get it. The man's busy. There's a lot of crap going on, but this was something that's been going on. We all know that she's a political prisoner and they're making an example out of her right now in Russia. Um, Joe Biden, you need to get on this. Now, she wrote a letter. Um, today, the press said that Joe Biden did receive her letter, um, but he hasn't given a response to what he's going to do. Here's my problem with this one right here, bro. This is why women feel the way they do right now. 
Brittany Griner is the WNBA's biggest superstar. She's their LeBron. Pretty much. So, so we all know what would have happened if LeBron was caught in Russia with a vape pen. We all know what would have happened if Tom Brady was caught in Russia with a vape pen. Both of them would have been back here in a second, a hot second. Trust and believe me. So the government really needs to step up because women are taking notice. This is the type of stuff that women are pissed off about. They're pissed off about it. Here's, here's one to piss you guys off even more. Brittany and her wife had an anniversary two weekends ago. It's going to piss you off. And a lot of women are going to be pissed right now too. They had their wedding anniversary on a Saturday. The call was supposed to be made through the U.S. Embassy. For her, Russians gave her, Russians gave her permission. They understood their anniversary. We'll allow the phone call. The Russians even said, we'll allow the phone call. Brittany Griner gets on the phone. She's not able to talk to her wife on a Saturday. You know what the BS excuse was? The U.S. Embassy turned around and said, well... <coughs> We don't have anybody working on the weekends at the U.S. Embassy in Russia. So there was nobody there to link the calls. Bullshit. Come on, son. That's bullshit. Yo, she's a political prisoner. Russia gives her the okay. She's gonna, all she wants to do is talk to her wife for five, ten minutes on their anniversary. And you can't staff one person to come in and oversee that call for ten minutes. At the U.S. Embassy in Russia? You got people working there all week. That's bullshit. Women pissed. Yo, look. Look. Like I said, y'all know what would have happened if LeBron was over there or Tom Brady was over there. Y'all know what would have happened. Tom Brady would have been... Trust and believe me. Tom Brady, if it was him and Giselle's anniversary... Oh, trust and believe me, the U.S. Embassy would have made sure somebody was there with their ass on overtime getting paid to make sure that Tom Brady got his phone call to Giselle. Trust and believe me. Bullshit. Don't give me that shit. Also, we got a new GOAT. New GOAT put up a performance like 28-3 coming back in the Super Bowl Tom Brady type performance. Like Michael Jordan flew, well, well not flu, food poisoning now we now know. Food poisoning game. Joey Chestnut is the GOAT. Nathan Hot Dog Championships was this past weekend. Joey Chestnut. 63 hot dogs. <laughs> and he took home his 15th title. Joey Chestnut. And not only did he eat 63 hot dogs, some nitwit come on stage, dressed up like Darth Vader, tried to interrupt the championship that was going on while Joey was eating his hot dogs. And guess what Joey did? Joey put him in a chokehold. Check the video. It's hilarious. Joey puts him in a chokehold, puts him on the ground, goes back, eats his hot dogs, and wins the championship. That's, that's a performance. <laughs> Dave said that's a sport that I could do. 60, I don't know, man. 63 hot dogs. <coughs> that's a lot. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. 
63. And then I saw one of the other part of that um, championship. They had a, um, you had to drink a gallon of lemonade the fastest. And I saw some big black dude sucking down a whole gallon of, of lemonade. <laughs> but uh, Joey Chestnut is the GOAT. He took home his 15th title. Pretty amazing. Great stuff. <coughs> Let's get into Biden bombshells. We're almost headed out of here. Uh, in the bar, um, Biden bombshells, Republican Lauren Boebert took home the Colorado primary after denouncing separation of church and state. She got the votes. Uh, as you guys know, she's a congresswoman. She's friends with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, she does a lot of... She's a gun supporter, and you can be a gun supporter. It's it's, it's fine, <clears throat> but sometimes people do too much, too much, and that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother show. But she won the primary, and people, you got to be smarter. But Colorado, unfortunately, is a red state, so <laughs> not much we can do about that. Uh, Joe Biden says he's not sure about visiting the Highland Park after the parade shooting. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. In my honest opinion, if I was Biden's press secretary or if I was on Biden's team, I would say, Joe, I think you should go. You got to go. You have to go. Mass shootings are, are horrible. And right now, you just you just passed this bipartisan. You just got this bipartisan gun bill passed. You need to go. You need to go and solidify exactly why this gun bill that just got passed is going to work to prevent these type of things. I think I think he should go. I think he should go. If he don't go, I, in my opinion, he dropped the ball. You guys can tell me what you feel in the chat. Um, Ukraine invasion. Russia returns to Donbass. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, the last time they were in, trying to take over Donbass, they got their their Russia got their asses whooped. Um, it didn't happen, and that's why they moved down to the southern part of the Ukraine and, and, and did that area. Now they're going back to Donbass to try to focus on that. But here's the problem now. Um, Finland and Sweden, which are usually neutral countries, you know, usually, you know, the, you know, the whole joke, oh, we're going to play, we're going to be Sweden on this one. Oh, we're going to be Sw Finland. You know, you know the old joke, you know. Um, Finland and Sweden are now part of NATO. And a lot of people said that that sends a message to Russia. Well, Putin already said, stay right. See, Putin's a funny dude. When, when you think Putin might be mad, <coughs> he's not mad. He's like, so what? Oh, well, they joined NATO. That's their right. But then he put the threat out there. But, but if you were one of these countries... That aren't part of that alliance or a part, you got a problem <laughs> if you interfere or this or that. So he put it out there. He put which countries can do what they can, and he put out there which countries they, they can't do what they can't can't do. So it's very interesting. It's, it's very strategic. The chess game is very deep right now. Um, and we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. 7.50. Oh, 7.59. I got to get ready to get out of here. Um, let me get into the people that support my show. Everybody with the beanies supporting the Sinister One production beanies. I've got some coffee cups and things of that sort coming along. Also, all the shows that I produce. She Talks Football Podcast, Drafting the Circuits, new intro debuted last week with Viana Marie and Richard J. Fitz. Oscar Mike Radio, Travis Projecting is coming up quickly on episode 300. Also, Happy Hour with Lito, Kevin Jeffries. You guys see him in the chat. Check out his show. Triple Threat Tuesdays. Maddie C. Sports for you and me. 
Also, he was at you um, he was at Cage Titans fifty four this past weekend. Talk back with Gloria Shea, as I mentioned last week, is on hiatus hiatus until August, so she can get this sugar the play ready. And um, that's it, people. That's it. Um, we got to get back into this show. <coughs> Good stuff. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We've got stuff coming up next week. Uh, I think we got stuff coming up next week. Let me see here. Let me pull this back up here, guys. <clears throat> yes, we do have more stuff that I got to mention before I get out of here real quick. Real quick. Sorry about that. Uh, Brockton's Farmer's Market, July 8th to October 28th. Starts this week. Um, if you have SNAP or EBT benefits, uh, you can go down there and you're going to be able to get some fresh produce. They've got a WIC program. They've got a lot of activities, meals going on. So check out the Brockton Farmer's Market at City Hall, July 8th to October 28th from 10 to 2 right down at City Hall. Also, got to mention Vianna Marie, July 27th, performing with myself, video shoot at the 413 Biker Girls event in West Springfield, 83 Park Ave. It is going to be a good time. And also, August 12th, should be August 13th. I'm going to have to upload the new picture. August 13th is the release date for Vianna Marie's album, It's Personal. Larry, L. Bean, Sweatshop Beats, Vianna Marie. Oh, man, get us some beats. <laughs> get us <coughs> some beats, boy. And that's about it. Um, it is 8.01. And you know what I'm going to do here right now? I'm going to say thank you for tuning in, everybody. Good stuff. And uh, SpongeBob, take me home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, bitch, don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I gotta hit now for these weak assholes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing because I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit. It's like I'm my own now. I get hurt, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's your website, enter your website, enter your website, enter your website.